What's going on? Matt Savoka here from Osmo.com, bringing you the wildcard Sunday night football FanDuel contenders video. Steelers versus Chiefs. I feel like we just saw this one because we did in week 16. The Chiefs completely dismantled this same Steelers team, and the Chiefs are arguably healthier in this game than they were in that game. Yeah, this is going to be a tough one. The Steelers needed a miracle to even get into the playoffs. The Jaguars, of course, beat the Colts. The Raiders and the Chargers don't tie. So the Steelers sneak in to the seventh seed and get the right to get beat once again at Arrowhead Stadium on Sunday night. Before we dig into the top 10 players here, go ahead and like this video. Subscribe to the channel so that you always know when we're going live. You guys know what to do. And if you could give me, Matt Savoka, a follow on Twitter at Draft. That would be much appreciated as well. We'd also like to thank our presenting sponsor, Fan Up. Check out Fan Up's Flexball NFL Playoff Contest with $200,000 going to first place here. And you can pick a new team every week of the playoffs. Your team score will be added up at the end of each week. And then there are weekly prizes you can win, like authenticated NFL jerseys from Fanatics. And if you use promo code AWESOMO, you can get 2,000 bonus points just for signing up. That's an equivalent of $20, no deposit required. And here's this. For every three flex ball entries you enter into this playoff contest, you will get $25 off as well. Check out the ad below there and check out Fan Up today. Okay, guys, on the screen here, you see my 10 through 6 of my top plays on FanDuel for this Sunday night game. At number 10, Pat Fryermuth, the tight end for the Steelers, still being used heavily in the red zone, but the target share overall has dipped in recent weeks, and we've got an addition to this wide receiver core we need to talk about. So it's looking less and less likely that any of these auxiliary weapons are going to hit for their ceiling games. Fryermuth's in the optimal lineup 19% of the time. Byron Pringle, that one auxiliary weapon you can't take a chance on he's the one we have projected third in the receiving core in kansas city and it is a distant third uh pringle in the optimal lineup 21 percent of the time not my favorite play but basically just needs one long catch and that happens to be in the end zone and he gets there i see it as a salary saving tournament option then it's deontay johnson the highest salary of the receiving core in the in the steelers receiving core i should say and yeah he still has a 26 percent chance of being in the optimal lineup and a good chance of double digit targets here but what really is the ceiling there does he get two touchdowns what's the probability of that uh, it happens sometimes right but it really is tough to bet on him at his high salary so a 26 percent chance of being in the optimal lineup puts him at number eight then number seven harrison butker this is simple kickers on teams that are favored by 13 points you can play them especially at home Lay Harrison Butker, 30% chance of being in the optimal lineup. Then here's the big surprise. At number six, it's Ben Roethlisberger. Usually we see quarterbacks sneaking into the top five simply because it's a one-game slate because the floor is so, so high. But in just 21% of our simulations, does Ben Roethlisberger hit even 25 fantasy points? And look at that median projection. 13.3 as a median projection for a quarterback. Come on, we got skill players with floor and ceilings uh, similar to Roethlisberger here. Yeah, he's showing up as an optimal cat, excuse me, MVP play 7.2% of the time. And you can definitely play him as a flex option for sure. But Roethlisberger is outside the top five. Who makes it? Let's watch and find out. At number five, it's Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey hasn't had the same receiving yards production as he had after that 191-yard explosion game in week 
15. In week 17, he had 25 receiving yards. In week 18, he had 34 receiving yards. But in true Travis Kelsey fashion, he found the end zone in both games. His floor is really, really ridiculously high here. I know that you see a 30% chance of him scoring under 10 fantasy points. That's what the math says. But I really don't see it here. This Pittsburgh defense has struggled really all season over the middle of the field. And look at the ceiling, a 20% chance of him scoring 25 fantasy points and basically an equal median projection to a player like Ben Roethlisberger, who has a higher salary than Travis Kelsey. So compared to other players on this slate, I think Travis Kelsey makes for a fantastic MVP option and not surprised to see him basically a quarter of the time as an optimal flex play. He probably is getting seven to 10, maybe even 12 targets at a max maximum here. Travis Kelsey is in the optimal lineup 34% of the time. At number four, it's Najee Harris running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers removed from the injury report, meaning that he is full go after he got nicked up in the arm, the elbow in last week's game. Nonetheless, he is going to get his share of opportunities. He was number one in the NFL in opportunity share, number one in routes run, number one in targets, and number one in receptions. Eighth in total touchdowns. So you're talking about a player who actually, in in terms of usage, underperformed expectations, but he's going to get the volume against the Kansas City Chiefs team that ranks 31st in yards allowed per carry this season. So I'm, I'm su not surprised, excuse me, to see 21% of the time in our latest simulations, Najee Harris is getting to 25 fantasy points. I actually don't think he really gets there. I think he's more of, of a floor play for cash games. He makes sense as a flex play more so than an MVP play. I'm not saying you can't play him there, but with this wide receiver core being spread out with the with Juju Smith-Schuster being activated for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I know the game script doesn't look good for running backs on the Steelers, right? You don't usually play road running backs who are on teams that are 13-point underdogs, but I just don't know where the volume is going to go outside of Harris here. So I'll lean on that volume and just play as many Chiefs players as I can. He is the only Steelers player in the top five here in the optimal lineup 35% of the time. At number three, it's Tyree Kill, wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs. And, you know, there are concerns here with the fact that he hurt his heel in warm-ups last Sunday. He did not look right last week. He's still on the injury report. He's clearly not 100%. I don't think he's going to miss this game, but for a speedster who relies on that agility, that ability to move laterally and to get by defenders in a snap, I worry about Tyreek Hill here, but the overall projections look really, really solid. When you run the simulations, you know, he can get there so many ways. Even if he only does break a few big plays here, if Patrick Mahomes hits him deep once or twice, you could talk about 100 yards receiving in a classic Deshaun Jackson-like game here. That's why you're getting a 32% chance of him scoring 25 fantasy points. And I know that the ceiling is probably lowered a little bit because of that injury, but let's not pretend it's not there. The Steelers have struggled defensively for much of the second half of the year, rank as a below average defense among all the defenses left in this playoffs right now. And that's why Tyreek Hill has a 12% chance of being an optimal MVP. And in one third of our simulations, he's an optimal flex play. He has such a high floor for a wide receiver. And look at the median projection, 16.1 fantasy points. That's fantastic. That is good 
good compared to salary-based expectations. Tyreek Hill is in the optimal lineup 45% of the time. At number two, running back Daryl Williams for the Kansas City Chiefs. We've already got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire ruled out for this matchup with a shoulder injury. And while Jarek McKinnon and Derek or will mix in for this Kansas City Chiefs team. This is Daryl Williams' backfield at least for one more week. And so we can expect a three or four target floor here for Daryl Williams on top of what is likely a dozen or more carries. We could see up to 18 carries for Daryl Williams if this game script goes right. And it looks like based on the Vegas spread that this game script will go right. You want to start running backs who are getting a majority of the touches for teams who are at home with a 13 point spread here. So Daryl Williams just fits the mold at a 12,000 salary, a really solid 16 point median projection and a 26% chance of scoring over 25 fantasy points. Pittsburgh is not scary on the ground at all. They are 32nd of 32 teams this year in yards allowed per rush attempt. That bodes well for a running back here who's going to get a whole bunch of touches. Daryl Williams in the optimal lineup 45% of the time just ahead of Tyree Kill. Now, before I reveal my final play, my number one play on FanDuel for this Sunday night football slate, just want to remind you guys to go ahead and like this video, subscribe to the channel so that you always know when we're going live. You guys know what to do. And if you could give me, Matt Savoka, a follow on Twitter at Draftaholic, that would be much appreciated as well. Also want to give one more shout out to our presenting sponsor, FanUp. FanUp off Offering those flex ball playoff contests, some free authenticated jerseys from uh, Fanatics, and you could get 2,000 bonus points when you sign up. No deposit required. Use promo code AWESOMO. Okay, guys, let's get into the number one play on FanDuel for this Sunday night football slate. And at number one, some big duh energy coming from Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, play Patrick Mahomes anywhere you want, either in the flex position or in the MVP spot, and then just figure it out from there. There are enough good players that depending on the size of the contest you're trying to win, you can just mix and match, especially if you're a hand builder out there. Patrick Mahomes, man, if you want to say that he had a down year, I guess you could say that. Still, he was number one in player profilers accuracy rating. That's pretty darn good. Top 10 in adjusted yards per attempt, top five in total QBR, number one overall in total expected points added. Basically, the more advanced the metrics get, the better Patrick Mahomes season looked. So we're chalking up the down production comparatively basically to randomness they still have the ceiling of the number one overall offense in the nfl and patrick mahomes median projection is essentially what we use for other players ceiling projection yeah he's scoring 25 fantasy points two-thirds of the time in our simulations because his median is 24.1 fantasy points it just looks like a fantastic matchup for the Kansas City Chiefs in general and their signal caller, Mahomes here, who had over eight and a half yards per attempt and three touchdowns against the Steelers team literally less than a month ago. I cannot find much wrong here. Yes, it's a one-game slate. Yes, it's the playoffs. I guess things could go weirdly in this one. I just don't see it happening. I see Patrick Mahomes taking care of business, shaking Ben Roethlisberger's hands as he rides into the sunset and Mahomes and company moves on to the divisional round. He is the number one play on FanDuel by far in the optimal lineup 75% of the time.
And that's going to do it for this week's Sunday Night Football Contenders video for FanDuel. If you're looking for the DraftKings version of this video, it's around here somewhere. We will be back for the Monday Night Football, the first ever playoff Monday Night Football showdown slate. Until then, I'm Matt Savoca from AwesomeO.com. We'll see you guys next time.